We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? This is my favorite week of the year. No, this is not the week I murder, Webb. This is the NFL Draft Week. I am so excited. The NBA playoffs are going on. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I'm ready, Coop. Let's do it. This is going to be one of my favorite shows of the year. The old, So... My two favorite shows of the year, number one, are the day I do my mock draft, which will be tomorrow's show. My second favorite show is when Webb does his mock draft and I get to insult it the entire time. And that is today's show. I cannot wait for this. Webb, are you excited? I'm excited to uh, to get my mock draft. Never excited to talk to you, though. Reasonable. I am the worst. And we will end the show with some NBA basketball updates. Ben Simmons is garbage. Webb, let's start with let's start your mock. Let's get it, let's get it going. I think this will be the second best mock draft put out by anybody this season. I believe in you. Do not let me down. <laughs> Coop, I missed you, man. Me too. Uh, <laughs> this is the what we will do mock draft. So this is what Webb you would do. This is not what you expect will happen. This is the what Webb would do if he was running each team. Is that correct? Correct. And do you have any trades? I do not have any trades. I'll leave that to you, Coop. I have numerous trades. I am an animal. Let's get it going. With the first pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. So do I get like the full time here or should I just give my... <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. I would, I would prefer you didn't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Edge defender out of Michigan. This shouldn't be a huge surprise. I didn't, you know, go off uh, and and go crazy. Uh, some mocks and some experts have him as the number one prospect. Some have uh, a couple other players that uh, they think uh, Jacksonville should take. But I think I think uh, he's worth every penny. He was highly touted the entire year. Coop, you watched a lot of Michigan this year. Um, high motor guy, absolute beast, and a lot of hype for, for good reason. I, I really like Aiden Hutchinson. I the, the issue with Aiden Hutchinson is people think because he's white, he is not athletic. That is a common thing for white defensive players. He had the same three cone as Von Miller. So if that is your concern, put that to the side. Aiden is a freak athlete. Excellent choice, Webb. I am proud of you. You have not ruined this mock starting off. Good job, buddy. And and in fair in fairness to me, if everyone's saying, well, that's the easy pick, if you look online, there are a lot of mocks that don't have Aiden Hutchinson going. Whether that's what they are hearing uh will happen or whether they think that's what should happen, it's out there. He, I wouldn't say he's the consensus. He was the betting favorite until two days ago. The heavy betting favorite. Now there are uh, one guy definitely ahead of him and Trayvon Walker yes. and Iki Ikwanu are in the same range as him. So there are between three and four guys are talking about. So Aiden Hutchinson ended the season as the clear number one guy through the testing and everything else. He started to fall and I'm more a production guy. These testing numbers can trick you into believing something that shouldn't be. So I, I like what you did there. Why that's start Jacksonville needs a, a hit. A double is better than a strikeout, which could, could happen with some of these other guys. 100%. And and that's a great analogy because uh, 
sort of talk about that in my next pick. Number two, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. All right, Motor City, the Detroit Lions select Trayvon Walker, edge defender, Georgia. Trayvon Walker, apparently one of the elite athletes in this draft. Uh, the talk, the consent, the talk of being the number one pick. Why did you choose him for Detroit? This may surprise you. I don't hate the Detroit Lions roster. I was thinking the exact same thing today when I was looking over my mock draft. They got some pieces at different places. It's not as bad as you think. It really isn't. Yeah. And I, I ripped them apart last year for, you know, having Jared Goff and not having a very good roster. Thought the receiving core was thin. Um, I think you, Coop, really applauded their efforts this offseason. They didn't make big splashes, but they, they made moves. I think you like the DJ Chark uh, signing quite a lot. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. The Detroit Lions roster is not it, – it, it, it's there. Like, something's there. They have pieces. Trayvon Walker uh, is, is really blowing up, really getting a lot of buzz. He is the, he is the potential strikeout that I was sort of uh, alluding to, but he can also be a home run. Um, huge motor, freak athlete. Um, did well at the combine. Uh, I think this is exactly what the Detroit needs. Put him opposite uh, Julian Aquara. I think this could be a very scary team. This is one of two picks that Detroit has in this round, right at the beginning and right at the end, like uh, end capping. So I'm, I'm really excited. And I like the potential and the flexibility that, that uh, Detroit has to uh, to uh, play around with this. Good choice. No complaints here. Okay. With the third pick, the Houston Texans are on the clock. So the Houston uh, Texans select... Ikem Ikwanu, tackle, North Carolina State. Um, Houston's roster is, to me, the opposite of Detroit. Uh, they have a lot of holes, and I don't think there are many areas that you can select that someone's going to criticize you for. There's a lot of things that Houston can do, um, one being improving the offensive line, which is horrible. They have Davis Mills that they selected last year. Coop, I know you're you're a fan of his, uh, particularly over the last like half of the season. Buying um, all his stock, all the Davis Mills stock. Give it to me. Give me all the stock in Davis Mills. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that like I, I I think this is reported to be the best tackle in the draft, depending on who you ask. Um, and I think this would vastly improve Houston's chances. Also, with multiple picks in the first round. They have a little bit of flexibility, and I think this is a great start to the foundation for uh, what has been a terrible organization so far. Good choice. I like Icky quite a bit. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets are on the clock with their first pick of two in the top ten. So the New York Jets, Gang Green, selects Ahmad Sauce Gardner, corner out of Cincinnati. Again, the Jets roster has a lot of holes. Sauce. Uh, as as he's commonly known as, uh, you know, seen as one of the best corners in the draft, um, 6'3", 190 pounds. Uh, never allowed a touchdown from what I've read, which I find to be pretty impressive. Um, that stat is a little misleading. I, I, I was just, just going to say that. You can skew the stats and you could – it's still something. It's, it's still a, a, a positive sort of uh, thing to uh, – to, to attribute to his his coverage. For um, sure. 
only 131 yards that he's allowed last year. Again, another stat that you can you can sort of skew in your favor to boost uh, the uh, the accolades. Um, but the Jets, man, like they were the worst passing defense last year. Um, I think it just makes sense that uh, they take a D back. Some mocks, if you look at them, will have uh, Sauce Gardner going to Houston, um, which I think will also be would also be a, a good selection. But I think he fits in nicely here um, with that defensive coach Robert Salah, um, and uh, again with the Jets having two picks in the first ten. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good choice. Let me ask you a serious question. Sure. If his name was just Ahmed Gardner and not Sauce Gardner, would he go this high? I say no. No, the the the, the name helps. It and really helps, right? Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why I chose to not introduce him as Sauce Gardner, but to say his actual name, Ahmad Gardner. No, I I love Sauce Gardner uh, because of the name. I have him going first tomorrow in my mock draft. It's gonna be the number one pick because Sauce Gardner is just the best name of all. I love that so much. It's amazing. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. and and another corner who had a cool name, Greedy Williams who went to Cleveland a few years ago, who was not good. I think he climbed high because of that. He was seen as a top three pick and then fell to the round two. It's crazy. Yeah. If you have a nickname and you're a, a corner, I think people just automatically assume that you're elite talent. Some say elite. some say Jeff Bezos became a, one of the world's richest men because of his nickname, BDB. So like some people are saying that. It's crazy, <laughs> but that's what they're saying. The New York, the New York Giants are up. With the first pick of two in the top seven, who do you have for the New York Giants? Uh, so I have uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, edge defender out of Oregon. I saw this individual as high as number one in some mocks, believe it or not, and and even number two. Um, but I've seen him slip uh, quite a bit, and I think that the Giants have some flexibility here. I think they need pass rushing, and having two picks. Uh, in the top seven is great. They don't have to swing for a quarterback, which I think a lot of people would probably want. Um, but this will make the Giants a scary defense in the years to come. I like Kayvon a lot. I think he is excellent. And I think a lot of the criticism of him is from teams that want him to fall so they can get him. I don't buy it. The criticism is all like, he likes things other than football. Good, good. You maniacs. Like I hate that stuff so much, man. It's it's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. But I think Trevor Lawrence got something like that last year. Like they, uh, I think he made yeah. a comment. But having other things, it was like what about Jesus, and they're like, "How hey, Jesus over football? What's wrong with you, man? Like it's yeah. crazy." <laughs> NFL teams are insane. Mostly, there was an article in the Athletic today by Zach Kiefer, and he actually goes through players on the Colts today. And ask them, like, if they were, what the questions they were asked in the pre-job process. And Zach, uh, Sam Ellinger said the guy in Detroit convinced him he committed a crime he didn't commit. That's how crazy these people are. He's like, yeah, he, he brought up something that was kind of true. And then by the end of it, I thought I had committed a crime. That's how devious these guys are. That's wild. That's a wild <laughs> thing to happen. Yeah. Okay. Good pick for Kayvon. Number six, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. I love – I. this could go anyway. I'm so excited for this pick. Yeah, man. And uh, this might be my first reach 
uh, in the eyes of some or the eyes of many. I'm, I'm going with Jordan Davis, uh, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, 6'6", 360 pounds. But like you said, Carolina has quite a bit of uh, paths that they can go. They can go uh, quarterback. They can go uh, corner. They could go uh, offensive lineman. Or in my in my case, uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, so I think that, I mean, Carolina went pretty heavy on defense two years ago. But I think they have a nice offense with the exception of their quarterback, that they're still figuring out. I don't think they need to necessarily jump at a quarterback here. I don't think it's necessary yet. Um, they have a nice receiving core. Uh, they have some pieces on the offensive line. They have some pieces on the defense, but I think if they can shore up that defensive line, uh, stick Jordan Davis right in the middle, it uh, it'll pay dividends for them. Jordan Davis is one of my favorite players in this class. He is one of the best run defenders in years, and he ran a four seven eight at three hundred and forty pounds at the combine, which is insane. He ran faster than some tight ends, so I think the pass rush upside is there. I am not mad at this at pick number six. Good pick, Web. Okay, the New York Giants are on the clock with pick seven of round one. The New York Giants select Evan Neal, tackle out of Alabama, six foot seven, absolute giant. Um, very consistently uh, um, graded and assessed throughout his career. Some see him as the best tackle uh, in the class. Um, I think the Giants obviously need uh, some protection for Daniel Jones or whoever is going to take over from Daniel Jones in the coming years, um, especially at, at, at the right tackle. Uh, they could even use some interior offensive uh, um, improvement, offensive line improvement, sorry. Um, and I think Evan was a fantastic piece, absolute uh, immediate starter. And with the Giants having Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, I think that's a great foundation and would 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 obviously improve them quite a bit. One of the best things about Evan Neal is you can play left tackle or right tackle. You drafted – the Giants drafted Andrew Thomas at number four two years ago. He's been okay, but now they have options where they can move one of them to right tackle, one of them to left and figure things out and hopefully protect Daniel Jones. He's also 6'7", and looks... At the combine, you saw him without a shirt on, and it looked insane. It didn't look like a real person. It was ridiculous. It didn't look like a real person. <laughs> it, it didn't make sense that he's as big as he is and looked like that. I was like, that guy weighs 235. Like, it makes no sense, his body. It's wild. Well, let's see what the G-men can do. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock with pick eight. The worst roster in football. Let's go. Like Carolina, this can go several ways. Atlanta selects Drake London, receiver out of the University of Southern California. I think so far this is my favorite pick. Um, yeah, so the re- in, in terms of the receiver class, uh, I can go a number of ways. And I'm sure, I'm not sure, but I imagine when the draft plays out, Drake London's probably not the first receiver taken off the board. But... The attributes are there. He's 6'5", um, huge red zone target. Atlanta has no receivers, at least not this year. Uh, they have no quarterback. This pick could go a number of ways. Quarterback, uh, some uh, defense, receiver, however you want to sort of um, take it. But I think Drake London is a huge talent that 
it's hard to pass him up. Um, only played a number of games last year. I think he only played eight games and put up some like ridiculous numbers over a thousand yards. Um, still had seven touchdowns. Like he's, he's a freak. And I would love to see him and Kyle Pitts in 2023 with Atlanta's actual quarterback, not Marcus Mariota. This is a pro Marcus Mariota, Mariota show. How dare you? Okay. How dare you? I love Drake London, by the way. I think he's an excellent receiver. He's basically the better version of Michael Pittman, a guy I really like. Former college teammates. He would look good in Atlanta, Webb. Good point. Good choice. Okay, number nine. The Seattle Seahawks are up next. Webb, who are they going to select in the NFL draft? Seattle Seahawks select Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. The first quarterback is off the board. Okay, I like where this is going, Webb. Very interesting selection. Yeah, I mean, some would say, should Seattle go with the corner? I'm sorry, should they go with a quarterback? And if so, should Malik Willis be the quarterback that they select? Why not pick it? Um, or why take a quarterback at all? And I, to me, Drew Locke's not the answer. I think Malik Willis has shown explosiveness and a lot of highlight-worthy plays and playmaking and IQ that Seattle can uh, can gamble on on him. I mean, normally Seattle screws up the first round anyway. And I don't blame them for taking a quarterback that's getting a lot of hype. Uh, and, um, and yeah, I think, I think this would be a great choice for them. They have a great receiving core, um, uh, unless they trade D- DK Metcalf. But we'll see what happens. Malik Willis is one of the most boomer bust quarterbacks I can remember. I think he's even more boomer bust than Josh Allen, which is saying something. And I, I can't wait to see how his career plays out because I could see it going either way. Very easily. It's going to be really fun to watch. So so what do you think of the pick? So when you say a bigger boomer bust, are you saying that he has a lower floor and a higher ceiling than Josh Allen? I don't think he, his ceiling is as high as Josh Allen's. I think the floor is the lowest of almost any quarterback in this draft. I could okay. see him being out of football in four seasons, or I could see him being a Pro Bowl quarterback in three. He has... A top 10 quarterback arm, maybe a top five quarterback arm in the NFL immediately. And he's the second best runner after Lamar immediately. But at Liberty, uh, they didn't have like route concepts. He wasn't asked to do to, like follow coverages. He just wasn't asked to do these things. I'm not saying he can't do them, but he, he hasn't done them yet. And learning to do them in the NFL is very hard to do. Like Josh Allen's biggest concern was that he couldn't do this. He it took him th- like three years, but he figured it out. Is Malik Willis given three years? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. You would you would hope that he that he is. It, it is is he able to sit a year or two behind Drew Lock, or is he just so much better than Drew Lock immediately that he plays and it kind of kills him? Like I I could see this going either way with Drake with Malik Willis. I'm rooting for him. Apparently, he's like one of the best character guys in the league. His highlights are unreal. He throws like a seven. He has the deep, the best deep ball in this class. He can throw the ball 75 yards, like pretty easily. He, he kind of has a running back body. He's only six feet tall. It's so interesting to watch because the best thing about Malik Willis, if he goes to Seattle, is he'll be able to ha- play certain snaps, kind of like Taysom Hill did at first, and just use his legs to get first downs right away. And they could build plays up for him like that. I'm rooting for him, man, because I think he's going to be so much fun. 
I'm really rooting for him. Uh, also, I don't want to spoil it. I might have him going higher than you do. I might. I might not, but I might. How much higher? Considerably higher or a little higher? I'm not going to say for sure, but I might have him going a little higher. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow. Number 10, the New York Jets with their second pick in the NFL draft. The Jets are on the clock. Gang Green, once again, to the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson, receiver, Ohio State University. So to me, when you have these two uh, these two picks in the first, uh, uh, the top 10, Garrett Wilson, I think some pundits have him as the number one receiver, uh, potentially. And I just, I just love everything that I read about him. Um, great separation. He's about six flat, uh, but he can play both um, the slot and the outside. And I think that's just great versatility for uh, Zach Wilson. Surround Zach Wilson with weapons and not give him any excuses. And also help him out in the defensive end with that first pick within uh, Ahmad uh, Saskarga. So that's what I have for the Jets. I love Garrett Wilson. He's one of the best route runners in this draft class. He ran really fast at the combine. He ran a 4-3-40, which was surprising to me. Very fast guy. Electric, great route runner. The Jets will be lucky to get him here. Good choice, Webb. Let me, let me ask a quick, quick, quick question. Sure. Out of the top 10 picks, how many do you think you and I had the same pick for? Uh, two. The answer is one. You're going to so, tell me who it is? I am not. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> but we have one of the same picks so far, which is, which is interesting. Okay. The Washington Commanders. I hate saying that. The Carson Wentz-led team are on the clock with pick 11. All right, Washington selects uh, Derek Stingley Jr., uh, corner back out of LSU. Um, I didn't really like the commanders or at that point, the Washington football team. I didn't like their pass defense uh, at all. I didn't like the team. The team was very trash. Uh, Some see Stingley as the the best uh, D-back in the class. Um, Some see him as a shutdown corner. He's great on tape, uh, top five prospect overall. I like him here, and I think Ron Rivera can't pass up another defensive player uh, if there's one available to him. Stingley is is real hit and miss, too. His, uh, he didn't test out amazing. He was a fine tester. He was great in 2019. In 2020 and 2021, he was just okay. Yeah. So the te- it really comes down to which tape you believe. I think because he was playing with Joe Burrow and those guys – he really turned it on. He was on a great team. And after that, he didn't care so much. So that could be the issue. We'll see. I like Derek Stingley. I think he has a chance to be very dominant and be the best quarter in this draft. I'm not sure he does it, but I'm very interested. Okay. Also, Carson Wentz is the worst. With the 12th pick, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Minnesota, I thought I would hate their roster more than I did. Their roster is not far away from being... Um, a contender, I think. At least like a playoff contender. Uh, Devin Lloyd, uh, linebacker out of Utah. He's 6'3". Uh, I think he's probably the best linebacker in this class. Um, I think that's great. The versatility that he provides, fantastic. And I think Minnesota on the defensive end was laughable. And I would love to see him over there. Um, they have a, 
they have some they have a great second uh, uh, sorry their secondary also has holes in it but they have great safeties or they have they have a good safety in Harrison Smith now they have someone who can uh, sort of uh improve the the linebacking core here and um solid solid player and he's older too he's a little older he's going to be 24 and i kind of like the more mature players i like Devin Floyd quite a bit he's a very good player i i have some I don't think he's the best linebacker in this draft, but he could end up being the best linebacker in this draft. Physically, he's amazing. But what's man, the draft is so weird because like no one had Darius Leonard being the best linebacker in that class. Right. They had the dude from Chicago. Uh right now, sorry. Not not Roquan. Roquan, yeah, Roquan Spencer. They had him as, okay. as the best linebacker. And Darius went 40 picks later. And has been the best by a mile. So I think scheme helps these guys a lot. And Lloyd has the physical attributes that no other guy in this class does. So I think it's a very solid pick for Minnesota. Betting on traits makes a lot of sense for this team. Because they are close. Their roster is better than you think it is, for sure. I like them quite a bit. Yeah, I thought I would hate the roster. But it's, it's not bad. Okay, with pick 13, the Houston Texans are on the clock. And a pick they got from Cleveland. For Deshaun Watson, what does Houston do with their second pick web? Improve their secondary and draft Kyle Hamilton out of uh, Notre Dame. Safety. Uh, 6'4", 220. Um, He's one of those hybrids. He is ranked, I think, in the top five on some draft boards that I've seen. Um, He had a knee injury. He didn't play the last, like, five or six games last season, but um, he was absolutely efficient and, 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 and disruptive uh, when he played. Um, so I think again, with Houston, it's a blank canvas pretty much, and it's hard to go wrong. So I had uh, Icky at number three, Kyle Hamilton at number 13. I think this team is on its way. I love Kyle Hamilton. I've seen him as high as number three to Houston at pick number three. So getting him at, at, Pick 13 is incredible value for this team. He's 6'4". He's a Derwin James type of player. He could be the best athlete in the draft. Sorry, the best overall player in the draft. It's just safety has become so devalued in the league. It's going to fall a little bit. But in terms of pure playing ability, Houston might have got the best player in the draft. So good choice, Webb. Good for Houston, too. Kind of sorry for them, though. Lovey Smith needs help. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens are on the clock with pick 14. What are they going to do here, Webb? And and this is a team, this is the first team so far that is consistently competitive. I'm never disappointed in the Baltimore Ravens roster. I mean, some areas need improvement for sure. Um, sorry, Charles Cross is who I'm going with. <laughs> uh, tackle out of Mississippi State, 6'5", 300, uh, 307 pounds. Um, and I think this is one of the areas of concern. Like Ronnie Stanley's coming back, but what's it going to look like? Um, they signed Morgan Moses on the other side. I don't know. He's 31 years old. I think that they definitely need depth in the uh, in the O line in case Stanley sucks. Um, and I think they need to protect Lamar. Like he's he's looking to get paid, and they need to protect their franchise quarterback. So this team will always compete, and they will make some great additions in the later rounds in the draft. Uh, in other areas, but I think they need to protect the O-line uh, first. 
So before this podcast started, it came out that Ronnie Stanley passed his medical check. I mean, will he stay healthy for more than three games? Who knows? But this is a good insurance policy for that 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 possibility. So good choice. I love Charles Cross. He's one of the best athletes to tackle in this draft. Only been playing it for a few years, so he has a lot to learn. But apparently he's picking it up quite well and could be very, very good. So good choice. Awesome. And uh, PFF actually has him as the number three prospect overall, which blew my mind. PFF is very, very interesting. I'm not going to say anything else than that. They're very interesting (laughs) guys. With pick 15, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Um, another team with multiple picks in the first round. There's so many teams that don't have picks in the in this first round. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that before. Um, but I'm going to go with Trent McDuffie, uh, corner out of Washington. He's uh, 5'11", but he's been, told, or he's been said to actually play much larger than that. Um, Philadelphia, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember Coop a couple years ago. I wanted them to to shore up the the, the secondary. I think they just gave Darius Slayer a, a big payday. My um, boy, it, yeah, your boy. But this secondary could certainly use some work because the team, other than that, is pretty good. Um, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is the answer at quarterback, but they have a good nucleus uh, on Philly. I think they just need to improve the uh, passing defense, and this is how they do it. I like, I like Trent McDuffie quite a bit. He is one of my, I think he's maybe the most explosive athlete in this, in this class. He had a ridiculous vertical jump, a ridiculous standing jump. I think there is very little chance that he is a bust. He's going to be playing this league for a long time. So good choice, Webb. Philly needs corner help for sure. Okay. The New Orleans Saints are on the clock at pick 16. Their, sec, their first pick in the next four picks. Who is New Orleans taking at 16? Uh, the New Orleans Saints are taking Trevor Penning, tackle out of Northern Iowa. And I think this is a great pick because uh, they just lost uh, Teron Armstead, which was a little surprising. Not that surprising, but a little surprising. And someone who's been there for such a long time and been such a important piece in, in, in New Orleans and uh, on the O-line. I think that they have to address another team with multiple picks in the first round. They need to address this out of out of these two picks. They need. I agree. They really need the help. Penning is crazy strong. I, I'm, I, I think he can play left tackle. I'm positive he'd be a great right tackle, but they have Ramchek there. But they ha- they don't have much choice. The other guys are gone. They have to get somebody because their offense cannot run without a left tackle. I believe Trevon Penning had the best uh, run blocking score from PFF in history, by the way. They've never had a guy with a better run blocking score in the history of their, their grading system, which is very interesting. Interesting. Did not know that. I do my homework, Webb. pick 17 the los angeles chargers are on the clock who makes justin herbert's life better this way this year tyler smith out of tulsa uh six five uh he's the tackle um six five uh uh, 324 pounds um great run blocking uh specimen uh he can he can play guard he can play tackle both those positions could use a little improvement uh for the Chargers, um, 
you know, obviously they took Rashawn Slater last year and signed uh, uh, Corey Lindsley, but they have a little bit of a void uh, on the right side of that O-line. Other than that, I think this Chargers team is damn near well set. Um, and, you know, any little tweaks they'll probably address in the, in the later rounds, but it's a very good team. And I think you are very high on them uh, for this season. I am high on them every year because I do not learn my lesson. I'm sure they will go 11 and six, like always. (laughs) Tyler Smith is a really interesting player. I love some of these small school guys can either be amazing or they can't play in the NFL. And I think Tyler Smith can play. I think he's strong enough, elite strength. I think he's going to be fine. I like that pick for, for uh, the Chargers. That's a good pick web. Thank you. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock with their second pick at pick number 18. What are the Eagles going to do here? Yeah, so this is one of my favorite uh, picks. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. uh, Known as an interior offensive lineman, but he played center. I think he could play center on Philly. Um, Maybe even take over for uh, Jason Kels. E. I hate them both. I hate both (laughs) those brothers so much. They're the worst. (laughs) <laughs> but uh but yeah i could, could take over um and again if philly can do that if philly can draft uh someone on in the secondary and trent mcduffie and also improve their offensive line because they have a good offensive line but it's an aging offensive line um why not the, this team will be set and i could see them going deep into the uh into the uh the playoffs um if these two picks pan out linderbaum is really good a little undersized, but I think PFF had him as the best center they've ever graded. So very interesting choice. I think he is going to be a very good NFL player. Good choice, Webb. Also, centers for some reason can be undersized, but guards can't. I don't understand why that is, but it works somehow. I don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. With pick 19, the New Orleans Saints have their second pick. Who are the Saints taking at 19, Web? So to me, the Saints had to address the receiver position. And they're going to take Jameson Williams out of Alabama, um, who likely would go much higher had he not torn his knee um, just a few months ago. Uh, You know, great speed before the injury, deep threat. New Orleans needs to surround James, uh, James Winston with uh, some, some threats and some, some pieces um, on the offensive side and and we don't know what's going on with michael thomas in terms of his durability so i think this would be great uh in new orleans uh to protect Jameis and also to give him a weapon on the offensive side Jameis to jameson also sounds very cool so good choice there i almost said jameson winston (laughs) yeah it's pretty confusing i love jameson williams he has almost tyree kill level speed He's that fast. Torres ACL in the college championship game. I saw a video of him he posted yesterday where he was working out and looking pretty good. I think he's back for the season. Maybe he misses the first month, but he's going to play next year. I think he's going to play very well. So good choice, Webb. Jameson's going to be incredible. Jameis to Jameson. Yeah. Greatness. Try to think of a nickname involving whiskey, but I don't want to bring drinking into this. So we're going to move on. Unless they sponsor us. I would take big I would take big alcohol money for sure. Let's do it. 
pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock web. What does, how do you fix Mike Tomlin's team right now? You don't do it in one round because it's impossible because there are quite a few areas to address, but one being the offensive line, which um, in 2021, you and I both criticized the Steelers for, uh, and you take Kenyon Green, um, who's an, uh, a guard out of uh, Texas A&M. Uh, and that's, to me, that's how you, how you fix it. They drafted a running back in the first round last year, and he could not get any holes. Right. So getting a guard that can block for him makes a lot of sense. And uh, Bucky Brooks has him as the number one interior blocker uh, in the class. So I think the Steelers could really benefit from having someone who, um, you know, played at, played at a good school, good competition, and also can protect, um, or sorry, allow for uh, Najee Harris to, to get some holes. He's a big man, 6'4", 325. He's a big man. He's a people mover. It's a good choice, Webb. Good choice. Okay. The evil New England Patriots are on the clock of pick 21. Who is joining Satan in that hellhole Boston, Webb? What's going to happen here? Uh, yeah, so I think the Patriots are a solid team. Uh, Boy Mafe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, edge defender out of Minnesota. Uh, the the Patriots can go a number of in, in a number of directions. Uh you know, luckily they traded for Devontae Parker, so they sort of addressed a, a void at receiver, but they could still improve there. They have um, a really good offensive line, but I think pass rushing is something they can uh, they can sort of improve on. So that's who I have them taking. Good pick. He fits, he fits the mold. 6'4", 265. He's the kind of guy Bill Belichick likes, for sure. It's a good choice, Webb. He's a really interesting player. I'm a fan. The Green Bay Packers are up next web with their first of two picks in the first round. Are the Packers going to take, like everyone thinks, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh? <laughs> they might. That would be interesting to see him and uh, Jordan Love. Uh, so here's what I think they should do, okay? They take Kenny Pickett. Rogers' heart explodes immediately. They got a new quarterback. They don't got to give Rogers all that money. That's a win-win, I think, for them. I think I think he would die if they took another quarterback in the first round. That would be a very, very fun thing to happen. You're an evil person. I agree. Who are the Green Bay Packers taking at 22, though? Uh, the Chris, uh, Chris Olave. Olave. Um, out of Ohio State. Receiver. Finally. That's who Green Bay selects. Um, what can I say? Fantastic route runner. Numbers he put up um, last year. He's we're, we're great. Uh, he's a, he's a great downfield threat. And what I keep hearing and seeing from, uh, Olive is that he's polished. He's refined. Um, which is not something you could say about a lot of the prospects. Some of them are raw and athletic. Some of them still have a ways to go in terms of physical attributes, uh, you know, having those shortcomings and making them up with, uh, um, uh, IQ or something like that. So, uh, he he sort of satisfies all the criteria, um, yeah, and 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 I'm excited to see him and uh, Aaron Rodgers connect. He'd be a good choice. Olave is a really good player. Yeah, ran extremely fast at the combine. Some people think he's better than Garrett Wilson. I think it's a competition. Both Ohio State receivers. He is a very interesting guy. Electric on the fields. 
smooth. I'm looking forward to see him seeing him with Aaron Rodgers next year. That could be a lot of fun. You know what pisses me off? I was calling I was calling him Olave for the longest time, and then I heard people saying Olave, and I was like, oh shoot, I said the wrong thing this entire time. People are the worst. I am 99% sure it's Olave. Yes, it, it's spelled like it's Olave. Yeah. Yeah. Olave is a weird name. It's just a weird... I, who would do that? Terrible. <laughs> Probably related to Jason Kels. Morons. Yes. Okay. Or Pick. or or, or uh, Lindsay Lowen. Did you hear about that? No, nah, she's the worst, though. Who cares what she's doing? <laughs> Her be unloaded my ass. Okay. Pick 23, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's dream team are on the clock. What is Arizona going to do here, Webb? Uh, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I think this is an area that uh, that the Cardinals need to improve upon, need to explore uh, improving upon. We got J.J. Watt last year. That didn't work out. Don't give up on improving the defense, obviously. Um, some would say that he's actually uh, uh, better um, than uh, – uh, Jordan Davis. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Some say that he's the better one, the the, the better tackle out of the two, and uh, he dominated um, last year. So I would like to see um, someone like that rush the passer in Arizona. Devontae White is so good at football. Uh, he is a freak athlete, but it's just that Jordan Davis is a bigger freak athlete. It doesn't. It's not fair to compare them. He is the better football player as of right now. Jordan Davis's issue was that he only played 20 snaps a game basically all season. So it was very limited time because he's so big. Devontae played way more than that. So I think you're going to get more from him right away. The upside may not be quite as high, but you had Jordan Davis going six. Getting him at 23 is a steal right here. Because if he is better than Jordan Davis, I would not be surprised at all in two seasons. It would not shock me even a little bit if that happened. Also, that Georgia defensive t- defensive team was insane they have like yeah. five guys that could be top 40 picks it's crazy how good they were you're right so far i think i had what three go trayvon walker yeah uh Devontae wyatt and jordan davis yeah so far and there could be more coming so yeah they're crazy good okay pick 24 the dallas cowboys are up are they taking another receiver for dak Ah, tempting, very tempting, because there are some good receivers still on the board. However, you know me, Coop. I'm going with Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Shore up that Dallas secondary. You he have wanted them to take a corner for like five seasons, so good job fixing that wrong right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be me if I if if I took the the, the receiver there. Um, as well as Trayvon Diggs last did last year, snatching all those balls out of the air. I think they need someone who's uh, a little bit more of a of a hawk, um, and can complement him on the other side. Uh, Cowboys are a good team, but people are throwing on them like crazy, and I think uh, he can help. It's a good choice. I like Andrew Booth quite a bit. Good player, good athlete, comes from a good program. I think him being the number two guy will help him as well. He can kind of learn behind digs for a little while and figure it out. Good choice, Webb. Okay. The betting markets, Super Bowl favorite for next season, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Who are they taking at pick 25? So far, this is the pick that has the most flexibility because you can go in any direction. 
going with uh, Brees Hall running back. Yes, I said running back out of Iowa State, 5'11", 217. Brees Hall is my number one running back in this class. It's a really strong uh, pass catcher, which I think the Bills want to do. He can run between the tackles as well. Iowa State has a really good history of developing running backs. I think David Johnson's from there. They have other guys as well. Right. Brees Hall is a really good player, man. Buffalo needs running back help in the worst way. It's a good choice. Yeah, I, I like what I saw. Like he's he's very evasive, uh, smooth. Like you said, he runs between the tackles very well. Solid size. He's five eleven. Um, and like you said, the pedigree uh, uh, over in uh, Ohio. Oh, sorry, Iowa State with developing uh, guys in the backfield. So this is. I think this is a home run for Buffalo. I think it could be the missing piece of their offense, which they badly need. So that could help them. And then Josh Allen doesn't have to run 15 times a game, which is stupid. So yeah, good choice. Thank you. Pick 26. The Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Who are they taking? Yeah. Tennessee is an interesting team because, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia, the fourth Georgia alum to, uh, to be drafted. Um, what can I say? Freak. Uh, when you said that Devin Lloyd was not who you thought the best linebacker was, immediately I thought maybe it was Nicole Dean that you were thinking of. I could be wrong, but um, you know he's a bit undersized, so maybe that plays into why he would drop so low. But he has great IQ, uh, great playmaker, and, and, and versatile. Nicole Dean is my favorite linebacker in this class. And he might be my favorite overall player in this class. He, I think he is the best football player. He is small and he ran slow, but he played fast. If you watch the Georgia National Championship game, he is the best defender on Georgia's team. He dominates that entire game against the elite competition in college. He, he's 5'11". I think he ran a 4'6", 40. But when you watch him, if he's already there when the ball gets thrown, it doesn't matter how fast he is because he's two seconds faster than you had diagnosed in the play. I love Nicobe Dean. He's amazing. If he went, if he went like number seven overall, I'd be like, yeah, that works for me. I have no issue with that whatsoever. He's going to make your team better. So I'm guessing you like the pick. Love the pick. I don't like it for Tennessee. Mike Vrabel can suck it. But uh, besides that, <laughs> great pick. <laughs> okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. <laughs> Boo. Um, Tampa goes with Zion Johnson, interior offensive lineman, uh, out of Boston College. Um, six three. I mean, he's a guard, three twelve. So he's not as big as uh, some of the other prospects in terms of height, but he has the size on him. And with Ali Marpet retiring, I think. Uh, and, and and with the um, with the Bucks also losing uh, Alex Kappa, uh, they have they have a bit of a hole inside that offensive lineman. Oh, sorry, inside that offensive line. So I think at twenty seven, this is a pretty solid pick. I like Zion a lot. I mean, I think you did do him dirty though. You did him pretty dirty here because he already went to school in Boston, which we as we covered earlier is hell, and now he joins Tom Brady. In Tampa. So you have the captain of hell leaving hell and going to hell again. That's just rude, Webb. I don't like that at all for him. He's a good guy. 
You did him dirty. Sorry, man. Killed by association, I guess. Uh, Zion is a great athlete. He moves incredibly well for his size. Yeah, he's 6'2", plays bigger, plays really smooth. I think he'd be a great fit in that Tampa Bay run game. Good choice. Okay, 28, the Green Bay Packers with their second pick in round one. Who are they taking here, Webb? Bernard Raymond, tackle out of Central Michigan. I think uh, this is one of the areas that Green Bay could um, could improve in the offensive line. Like Usually they had a, a good offensive line. But they've lost some guys over the last few years. And, um, you know, some of these guys haven't been able to uh, to stay on the field either. So I think this gives them some depth. Um, great athlete. He used to play tight end. Um, so he has good feet, able to move well. He's athletic. Um, and I think this is a, a luxury for them. A, a tackle and a receiver, um, I think, should help out Aaron Rodgers and keep him happy for the next little bit. I am very torn on this person, Webb. Very, very torn. The Colts drafted Bjorn Werner, like 26th overall, a player from Austria, from German, from Germany, sorry. And he was awful. And the guy you just took has been playing football for like three, four years. He's apparently acclimating to it so well. But these Europeans, man, I don't know if they get football like Americans do. I am terrified. The upside for this guy is so high. He's one of the smoothest athletes that left. He played left tackle right like tomorrow. He could play. 6'6 moves incredibly well. But are these guys like Luka Doncic and just soft? Who knows? I don't know. I'm torn. I want to root for him. I do. I don't know if I can. Just Beyond Warner has broken me, I think. He's broken my spirit, Webb. Ryan Grigskin also can suck it. I'm sticking with that today. These guys, man, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm very, very torn. <laughs> Not a fan of the pick, I, I gather. Of the of the, it's not so much the pick; it's the area the pick comes out of. I, I hope he's really good. <laughs> I, I have some doubts. Okay, we'll see. Pick twenty nine. The Kansas City Chiefs have back to back picks. Who are they taking with their first pick? Twenty nine. They are taking Jermaine Johnson the second out of FSU, Florida State. Edge defender, uh, because this team has a lot of holes and they could, they're like the Houston Texans with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I love Jermaine Johnson. I think he's an elite player in this class. This is a steal for Kansas City. He can replace Frank, Frank Clark tomorrow. He's probably better than him. <laughs> That's a steal for Kansas City. And I'm mad you let that happen. It aggravates me that they got someone so good. <laughs> I mean, he probably doesn't drop this low in, in reality, but this team, the Chiefs, man, you are high on them for next year. I am not. Uh, I mean, the cap seemed to impact very few teams. However, it seemed to impact the Chiefs quite a bit because they didn't really get anybody in the offseason. They still have a good offensive line, but that's about it, man. Not a fan of this team. They got Juju. They got MVS. They got some guys. They did some, they did some things. See how it goes. Some things are right. This guy is 6'5", 255. Really good athlete. This is a good choice, man. Good job. Who are they taking with their second pick at pick 30? The Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they're taking Jahan Dotson, receiver out of Penn State. Um, not a big guy. I think he's 5'11". Um, but a uh, great route runner. Uh, quick um, downfield threat. And 
just someone that they need in the receiving core. Like, I'm not sold on MVS. Juju, eh, yeah, he should be fine. Still have Nicole Hardman, who who was there at points. Meh. That's <laughs> because you drafted him. <laughs> He's burned me too many times, Webb. He's burned me. But, uh, yeah, they, they need some depth in the receiving core. Taking Jermaine Johnson and someone else on the uh, on um, in the receiving core would be great. I would be also cool with them taking uh, someone in the secondary. Um, someone like, uh, I don't know, Dax Hill or someone. So I think that would be a good choice as well. But I thought uh, they need a receiver after losing Tyreek Hill. Jahan Dotson is one of my favorite players in this draft to watch. I think he's listed at 5'11 on a bunch of websites. I think he's closer to 5'9.5, 5'10 maybe. And he plays so big. He jumps for 50-50 balls. He has amazingly strong hands. So he goes and gets the ball. A great hands catcher. The Chiefs would be lucky to get him here because he's going to have a really good career. I'm a big fan of this guy. Big fan. Okay. Pick 31. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Super Bowl runner-up, are up here, Webb. They did a lot of work fixing their offensive line this season. Are they fixing it some more here? They're not. They're fixing their secondary and drafting Roger McCreary, corner out of Auburn. Not a big guy. Very smooth, knows what he's doing. Doesn't really give up much separation. Um, the trouble is the length, or sorry, is his, his size. Not a big guy. 5'11", like I said, 190 pounds. But I think uh, the Bengals were – you were able to beat them in, in, in um, with the pass last year, and I think they're going to want to address that, especially after you said they improved the O-line. Good pick, man. Their secondary was really good last year, but it was a bunch of guys that shouldn't have been that good. It was kind of weird how they played so well. A bunch of, like, rejects and re- redos. And I don't know if they can do that for a second season in a row. So getting McCreary here makes a lot of sense for this team. Gives some depth and to take over if any of those guys fail. Good choice, Webb. Thank you. Okay. With the last pick of your 2022 mock draft, Webb, who are you taking for the D- Detroit Lions? Pick 32. <laughs> Motor City. I'm going with Traylon Burks, receiver out of Arkansas. I like Traylon quite a bit. He is a very fun player. He's big, 6'3", 225. Can do a lot of things in this offense. That's a good choice, Webb. He's a good player. I, I think Jared Goff needs another weapon. Um, will he be exposed, Jared Goff? Maybe. Um, but there'll be no excuses. And uh, wait, 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 wait. You're acting like he hasn't been exposed already. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's been <laughs> exposed numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, but we'll see. I don't know between him and Zach Wilson. I don't know who who's going to be worse this year. So let's let's surround Jared Goff or the the his successor with uh, with uh, Traylon Burks and um, DJ Chark and, and 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 let's see what this offense looks like. It's a good pick, man. It's a good pick. Good value. Good team building. Traylon, I think he is the fastest guy in this draft at build up speed. He didn't run so fast because the 40 is short, but like after you get 25 yards, he outruns everybody. It's crazy. Good thing Jared Goff has a huge arm. <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah, he's going to be throwing balls into the ground regardless. 100%. He's actually great at those screens, though. He's great at little posts to the outside. Like he can do everything. He's kind of a Debo Samuel type player. AJ Brown, that he could do all these different things. So he's a really interesting choice. He can't run routes yet. He, didn't, he wasn't asked to do that yet. 
But in this kind of offense, the gimmicky thing, that's all Jared Goff can do. This makes a lot of sense. Really good choice, Webb. Thank you. I'm going to give your mock draft because it's finished now. A solid C minus. It's pretty good for you. Yeah, I thought you'd do that. <laughs> but honestly, you did a good job, man. It's a really good. It's a really good draft. A lot of you filled a lot of holes for teams. A lot of smart picks. I like what you did there. Good choice. Good choices. Thanks. Did you? Did we have any overlap after um, that that top ten? I know we had one we, top ten. We do not have a single player after the top ten picked <laughs> in the same position. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but similar position, but maybe a different player? Uh, maybe. Sorry. Wait. We did have another one. Sorry, we did. We had another oh. one. We had two. Sorry. That is my fault. We had two. That's not and bad. And then, because I did trades, you took a player that I had for a team in a different spot. Okay. So, kind of three, which is pretty good for us. Out of that's 32, three out of 32... That's a solid F minus, which is our usual podcast score. So we're doing pretty good here, Webb. <laughs> That's not bad, man. I don't, I don't mind that. I think you know we'll see what happens, but I, I, I'm confident that I'll nail the position, the player. Never know, but the position, I'm, I'm confident that I'll nail, nail it. Same with you. Um, yeah, we had some, uh, some close ones. Like I have the Packers taking a receiver. You have them taking a different receiver. Like we have some similar stuff. So it's interesting. Okay. We have some overlap, kind of, which is interesting. Which uh, which pick was the most surprising, and which one was the least surprising, other than Hutch? Okay, so Jordan Davis at six really surprised me. Right. Uh, not in a bad way. I was just surprised you did that. That was interesting to me. I hadn't really thought of that because of their defensive line. They have a decent defensive line, but that division likes to run the football, so that could be an interesting choice. I really like the Kyle Hamilton to Houston pick for you at pick 13. I like that one quite a bit. And I love Jamison Williams to New Orleans at 19. If he is the best receiver in this class, I will not be surprised. The Boy Mafe pick from Minnesota to New England at 21. I didn't love that one, but I did like it because I think it makes New Orleans worse, New England worse. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that part of it. Uh, he's an okay player. He's not in my first round. I'm going to be honest right now. But I've seen him go quite high into mocks, so I would not be surprised if he goes if he gets taken. He has all the physical attributes. He's a tough-minded guy. I think Bill Belichick would like him. If he was the pick, I would not be surprised. It yeah, seems like I, a Belichick pick, though, no? It really or does. Some... <laughs> Filling the Matt Judon role, like getting replacing Matt Judon two years early, so he has a guy to take over for him. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I really like the Zion Johnson to, to Tampa Bay at pick 27. But that was a really good pick for them, too. So a lot of good choices here, man. Really good choices. Thank you. No problem. Grueling process. I agree a thousand percent. Some people do seven round mock drafts. I struggled that too. Yeah, two rounds tough. almost killed me. <laughs> I, I I would have to I don't know I'd have to call in sick if I uh, did a second round. And I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. Like kudos to all the guys who do this year round because. It's, sure. it's it's hard. All right, Webb. Before we get to basketball, I want to unleash my top five quarterbacks list in this draft. I went deep. I've watched a lot of tape on all these guys. I have not seen anyone have the same order I do. A lot of these guys have some ups and some downs. It's going to be really interesting, man. Do you want to start at one or five? What do you feel like? Nah, start at five. 
Let's build it up. At number five, my number five quarterback for the 2022 draft is Sam Howell from North Carolina. He kind of reminds me of Baker Mayfield a little bit, except that he throws a much better deep ball. He might have the second best arm of all these guys behind Malik Willis. I'm not sure. He's a little guy. He's like six foot, six foot one, maybe. I'm not sure he's an NFL starter. But if he develops into a really strong backup, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a better version of Gardner Minshew. So for you, he's not a first round pick, I imagine. Or do you not want to see? I would not take him in the first two rounds. I might look at him in round three or round four. I don't see him. He doesn't have the physical upside of a first two round quarterback. I don't think he's a guy you draft with the intention of being a starter. But you hope you can develop him over a couple over a little bit of time. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. At number four, I have Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Ooh. I, he's fine. Uh I I don't like him really. I like people keep saying he's so good at these things. And I don't see it. He's an average athlete. He had so many fumbles because he has baby hands. He has eight and a half inch hands. The smallest in the league by a decent amount. So he has to go to a city where there isn't like cold weather. He'll fumble like crazy. I don't see the upside. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Maybe he could be like the 25th best starter. He's a guy you're constantly looking to upgrade. I don't see it with him. He's okay. If you He had a really strong year this season. If you took his year last year in 2021 or 2020, he wouldn't be a seventh-round pick. He took a huge jump this year. I think he's 24, so he's an older guy. I'm just not sold on him at all. And people saying he's going to go number six overall, I think are crazy. Because you're looking for his replacement in two seasons. He's not going to work. He cannot be an elite starter in this league. I saw Kenny Pickett go as high as number two. That is terrible general managing. Like, I don't... (laughs) If you're taking a guy in the top 10, he has to have physical attributes that match the mental side of it. And a guy you think could be an elite quarterback. I don't think anyone thinks Kenny Pickett can be an elite quarterback. He's not better than Mac Jones, who was the 15th pick last season. I just physically, he's not elite at anything. He's not a great runner. Doesn't have a big arm. He's kind of fine everywhere. He's the definition of average. He is worse than Andy Dalton was. When Andy Dalton came out. So you wouldn't be getting Andy Dalton good from this guy, which is not good enough to be an NFL starter. Damn. That's interesting because a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few um, draft boards have Kenny Pickett as the number one projected uh, quarterback talent. So, so that's the issue with some of these draft boards is they just push guys up because they're quarterbacks, not because they're good or they deserve it. Like Geno Smith went in the second round when he was drafted. People had him going number three to Jacksonville that year or the Jets taking him at number two because they just do that. They move the quarterbacks up regardless of skill. But if you take Kenny Pickett, you're going to get fired. Like he's not good enough to support. He's not good enough to be the guy where you're not looking for another guy in two years. He's just not good enough. You're going to have an okay play. He's going to be solid. He might be ready to start right now because he's an older guy. He's 24. But you're not going to be like very happy with what he brings you, I don't think. I'd be very surprised if he was a good quarterback in the NFL. Very surprised. Scathing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's, what I, that's where I am with him. Also, he had this play that really bothered me. Uh, he was he had a rushing play, and he was running like 15 yards. He was a good run, and he made it look like he was going to slide. So the defender pulled up, and then he didn't slide. and kept running for like 15 more yards. And the whole thing is that defenders get penalized so much for hitting a quarterback that's going down. So the guy pulled up because he knew he could get away with it. It's just a dirtbag move from a guy I think has low character for doing that. Like quarterbacks get protected and for you to take advantage of that protection and not use it is disgusting to me. It really bothered me. He did that. Interesting. Yeah. Because next time he was going to slide, every defender is going to smoke you. They're never giving you the benefit of the doubt again. You're never getting that again. And he deserves not to. So yeah. Yeah. You don't really see that in the league. No, because guys will kill you. They're bigger, stronger, and faster, and they're going to hurt you, especially if you do it again. Oh, I need the last 10 yards here. You might win a game in October, but you're going to lose your head in January. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's an unwritten rule. It really is. Okay, at number three, Malik Willis from Liberty. Damn it. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. He was just my number nine overall pick in my mock. I like Malik Willis. I really do. I think he could be a top seven quarterback in three years. He has that kind of upside. But he also has the lowest floor of any of these guys in the, in the, in the, of these top five. If he was the worst guy in three years, I would not be surprised. Best physical gifts, struggles with accuracy in a major way. He didn't really throw balls over the middle of the field. He just didn't do that. He wasn't asked to make progressions over the field, like go from the first receiver, second receiver, tight end, running back, third receiver. He wasn't asked to do that. So I'm not sure if he'll be able to pick that up that quick. A lot of guys have not been able to do that in the NFL that were asked to do it in college. He's going to be the second best runner behind Lamar right away. And he does things better than Lamar. He kind of runs like Cam Newton did, where he just run guys over like Josh Allen does now. Except he's more elusive than Josh Allen. He's not as big, but he's thick. He's like he's bigger than Russell Wilson, but he's thick like Russell Wilson is. Really strong runner. I I could see it going either way. And I'm rooting for him because apparently he's like the best guy in the draft. Like players love him. They'll root around, they'll root for him. They'll love playing with him. I'm the big arm helps him. It helped Josh Allen. It was able to give him more time because he can make those extra extraordinary throws down the field. He can make the 70-yard throw. I, I I hope he's good, but the downside really worries me. It really worries me. But the upside is gigantic. He could be the best quarterback in football. He really has that upside. So good and bad there. Good and bad. <laughs> um, Yeah, so just took a huge, uh, huge dump on my number nine pick. But, um, you know, it's good that there's no character concerns or anything. Some Sometimes guys... You hear things that that make them drop. Like, if anything, the character uh, profile on on Malik Willis will will make him rise uh, in the draft. Um, so, for the record, I have him going higher than you did in my mock tomorrow. Right, you did say that. That is true. So, so, so how do you reconcile those two things? Like him going high, and also you, because the upside is incredible. The upside is so high that. If I were betting my job on any of these guys, like I need to win a Super Bowl or I'm going to get fired, I'm taking Malik Willis over any of them. Okay. 
But if you want a solid starter, there's some guys I like better than him. But the upside for Malik is so high, he could get someone into the Hall of Fame. Okay. You draft Malik Will- Willis, if he becomes what he could become, you're probably going to the Hall of Fame. Or you could get fired in two years. But the, the risk is there, <laughs> but I love the upside. It's crazy. That's scary. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> My number two guy is Matt Corral, uh, the quarterback from Ole Miss. Uh, he is based... He's kind of slight. The accuracy comes and goes, but for RPO offenses, which I think most teams are running a lot more of now, he's the best guy in this draft. He gets the ball out lightning lightning quick. His pro day was actually kind of bad because he rushed the throws. Because I, I, he just kept going way too fast, and it was kind of accuracy was all over. If he goes back to the accuracy he had in college, he's he's a really he's really accurate in college. Quick release. Plays hard as hell. He will run guys over. And that's kind of his, his issue. He's been hurt a few times because he's slight and he plays hard as hell. His teammates love him. High reviews. Had some character issues in the past. I think he got arrested once. Allegedly, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I think it was for drinking. But uh, he also fought Wayne Gretzky's son in high school. And he had to leave his high school. It's a true story. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, he fought Rain Gretzky's son in high school and had to transfer schools. So that's what this guy's doing. He's fighting the great ones, kid. So he's got some stones on him. <laughs> I think he his upside's quite high. If he stays healthy, I'm just really worried about the health for him. But he would look great for like the for like Frank Reich, that kind of offense. Doug Peterson for the Jaguars, they have Trevor Lawrence, but like and someone that uses a lot of RPOs, he is an excellent fit for those teams. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid, man. Like, um, I did not know that tidbit about Wayne Gretzky's son. <laughs> Where was that? I believe it's Florida. Oh, it's in Florida. Okay. Everything crazy happens in Florida. That's just the rule. Florida, man. Um, yeah. It's a thing. Exactly. <laughs> so you have um, him in, as number two. Sorry. So he's more, so he's a, a safer pick than Malik Willis, but his ceiling's not where Malik Willis's ceiling is. No, uh, Malik Willis is much higher ceiling. I think Matt Corral's floor is he'll be a really solid backup. Like I could see him being Trevor Lawrence's backup in six years if it doesn't work out for him. I think it will work out for him, but Malik Willis, if it doesn't work out for him, he won't be a backup. Like, cause he That's can't it. run the plays. Yeah. Like he, he might get a job doing something else. I think he'll be a quarterback, but if he can't throw a 12 yard out route, he can't be in the league. That's just like, if he can't figure that out, he can't do it. And I don't have any of those issues with Matt Corral. Hmm. The arm plays, I think he's going to be good, but he might get injured quite a bit, which could cost him. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, he'll probably go in round two, maybe round three, but the injuries are a concern, but I think the upside is quite high for him. Okay. So you're, you're keeping us in suspense, Coop. Who do you have number one? <laughs> My number one quarterback is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Wow. Okay. I, I love I like Desmond it. Ritter. I, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. He does everything pretty well. He ran really fast. He ran a 4.59 at the combine. He's a really good scrambler. He's the most advanced uh, going through his progressions. He is the best natural quarterback. He has great pocket awareness. He knows how to move. The accuracy on deep balls isn't great, 
but the accuracy over the middle is really strong. Uh, his program won every year. He kept getting better and better. Uh, this year, he made it to the college playoffs, the top four team in Cincinnati, which never happened before. Every year, his team got better. The guys around him loved him. Uh, there's no character concerns. I think he is. he'll never be a top seven quarterback, top eight quarterback. He doesn't have the physical gifts to be that high. But I think you're getting like the 12th to 18th best quarterback for a long time. The players will rally around and then will really like him. I think you're getting a really strong starter for a long time in this league. And every day, he's such a hard worker. For quarterbacks on teams, if they aren't the hardest worker on the team, your team's probably going to suck. The quarterback has to set the example, and he will always be setting that example. Like, you'll never have an issue with Desmond Ritter. I'm a huge fan of his. That's awesome. So is it possible that we see him in the first round of your draft, your mock? It is very, very possible Desmond Ritter is a first-round pick in my mock drafts. <laughs> it's very possible. I love Desmond Ritter. I really do. I think he's going to be good, man. Like, going forward, if it's Desmond Ritter versus Baker Mayfield, I'm taking Desmond Ritter because I don't think his teammates will hate him. And they'll have, right. they have similar stuff. Like, yeah, I think he's going to be better. I really do. Okay. I, I like to, yeah, he's going to be really good, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I hope I'm right. You heard it here first. See. All right, Webb. Let's get to a little basketball stuff before we end the show. You, I want to I want to talk trash about Ben Simmons. You up for that? Always open to trash talking. Ben Simmons uh, got traded to Brooklyn this season. Went, refused to play in Philadelphia because of mental health issues. Brooklyn finally said, okay, we'll trade him for James Harden. They made the deal. As soon as he got to Brooklyn, he hurt his back. Brooklyn was down 2-0 in the series. And they're like, you know what? Ben Simmons is coming back for game four. He is ready to play. It's feeling good. Brooklyn went out and lost game three. And then immediately the next morning, Ben Simmons woke up and he had a sore back. Couldn't play anymore. Ben Simmons had a meeting with Clutch and the Philadelphia 76ers today where they were told that he has health, uh, mental health issues and a back injury and they can't rush him back. Brooklyn's being very supportive and I wish they would not be. Where Ben Simmons is the worst and I hate him. How do you feel about Ben Simmons in this whole situation? Um, yeah, he seems like a terrible person. I just don't see how how do you not play for an entire season and have back to back uh fall um disputes or, 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 or falling out with consecutive teams in one year. I've never seen that before in my life. Usually you have a you're falling out with a team. You trade to the other team and things are great, at least for the rest of the year. Maybe you have a falling out with them the next the next season. But like two teams in, in one season and you still haven't played, that's insane. And it the league needs to step in now, like very soon. Who is a worse person, me or Ben Simmons? Coop, it's close, man. <laughs> right? It's crazy that it's close. This is wild. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons is a disgrace. To Australia. He's a disgrace to the NBA. He's a disgrace to anyone that likes basketball. The fact that he's trying, like, getting criticized is part of being an NBA player. That's why they pay you all the money. He took that money and he said, you know what? They're going to give me the money anyway if I don't play. And I think he's faking it because he doesn't want to get the criticism. I don't believe he has these issues. The back injury, clearly, he didn't want to play in game four with the pressure when they were down 3 0. That's what happened. He faked it. Allegedly, obviously, this is all alleged. I'm not going to sue for this. But I just, I rooted for Ben Simmons for so long. 
and this season broke me. I'm done with him. I will never be back on board. Brooklyn needs to trade him as soon as the season's over to Orlando. That's what they have to do. They got to move him to somewhere where they don't care about him at all. Orlando, Oklahoma City, he's got to get out of town. He can't play there. He can't handle New York. It has to happen. Yeah, OKC makes sense. Um... They have Josh Giddy. They might not want him anymore. Although the Australian connection, maybe they play. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's awful. I would not want him on my team at all. Not at all. Do you trust Ben Simmons to play? Not even a little bit. If I traded for him, I would need it written into the contract that if he misses time for mental health issues, he's not getting paid. He needs legitimate issues that a doctor can confirm or we're not paying you. Do you? Okay. Who would you rather have on your team? Who would you rather trade for right now? Zion or Ben Simmons? Ooh, that's a good one. Zion. And I don't think it's close actually, because at least Zion, like you, he might play. You don't know for how long, but he might play. Ben Simmons just taking it off. And when Zion plays, he has the upside of being a top 10 player in the league. The upside is gigantic. If he's Zion is also gigantic though, which is an issue for him. But if he, if he slims down a little bit, he could be really good, man. And it was interesting watching game three uh, of the Celtics and uh, the Nets seeing Ben Simmons on the sideline just dressed in like the flashiest flashiest gear wearing sunglasses in the building like this guy just looks like he doesn't care also terrible clothing choice he looked awful it was the worst yeah but he 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 was the guy that you could pick out of uh, you know the, the entire uh, sideline like the entire bench you spotted him first cuz he just doesn't care and he just wants to look good or like fashionable or whatever, but like he, he hasn't played all year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I look at those things like just, just blend in at this point. You're, you're, you're being a disruption. I'm not sure he plays next year. I don't think he wants to be in the NBA anymore. I think he's done mentally. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And apparently he didn't save his money. So it's oh. not going to be good. Yeah. He spent, apparently he was buying like a $200,000 car every month. And like he stewed for that 20 million because he needed that money because he was blowing through it so fast. <laughs> so we'll see, man. We'll see. But about this Brooklyn series, I have a question for you, really quick. Okay, before the se- the series started, I said I would take Jason Tatum over Kyrie Irving. You said that was crazy. Now I'm saying I might take Jason Tatum over Kevin Durant. And the reason I say that is because he is such a better defender than Durant is right now. I I did some research here. The first three games, Jason Tatum has covered Kevin Durant one-on-one, 123 possessions. That's a pretty big sample size. How many points do you think Kevin Durant has gotten on those 123 possessions, Webb? What is your guess? Well, Katie's been horrible, so maybe two. Ten points. Better than I thought. And Katie's been horrible because Jason Tatum has clamped down on him. The defense, His defensive nature has become amazing. He is an elite defender right now. He might be the best two-way player in basketball right now. Kawhi hasn't played. No one else came for that title. It might be Jason Tatum right now. Actually, sorry, it's Giannis still. But he might be the best two-way like forward. Like that kind of 6-7 size. It might be him. He's been incredible this series. He took it to a next level. I'm really impressed. Am I crazy to think? Going forward, I might like Jason Tatum over Kevin Durant. Is that crazy to you? Uh, to me, it's crazy. Is it crazy of Coop? No. Um, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so I also did a little research. Little, like, barely any research. But, and, like, Jason Tatum, I think he's a good defender. 
I agree. And I think he has clamped down on, on, on KD. And I think he's one of the reasons why KD has, has struggled. And I always hear how Jason Tatum's this great defender. And um, yeah, so I just looked into it, right? Because Marcus Smart won the defensive player of the year this year. First time a guard's won it since uh, since Jordan, I believe it was, which is like 30 years. Or Gary Payton. Payton was the last Payton. one. Yeah, yeah, Payton, sorry. Gary Payton. So it hasn't been a history of of, of uh, guards that have won it. Um, it's Jordan, then Payton, and then it was a huge, uh, it was a huge gap. Um, and I think Gary Payton was there to give him the award. And so I'm, so I'm, so I'm looking and I'm like, Jason Tatum is one of the best defenders out there, right? Pretty sure I've seen him on all defensive teams, all that stuff. And pay, and and Tatum's been in the the league for what five years? It's his fifth season, I believe. So, yeah. All right. How, out of five seasons, how many how many times has Jason Tatum been in the top three finish for Defensive Player of the Year voting by members None. of the media? Never. Okay. Top top five. None. He, top. he became a good good defender the last like month and a half. He's taken to the next level. He has not done it consistently yet for sure. I agree with you 100%. Top 10. Top 10. Never. All right. This season, where None. did Jason Tatum finish? None. He did not make the list, I assume. I have another tidbit for you. Okay. You know who finished in the top 10 of – Defensive player of the year. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the ultimate criteria, but you know who finished in the top 10? <laughs> for Please tell me it's Jokic or, or Luka. Please tell me it's one of those two. No, no. I'm just – no, it's no one bad. But Marcus Smart obviously was number one because he won the award. Williams? Uh, who, Williams? Uh, the guy in Boston. Oh, Robert Williams. Yeah. yeah Robert Williams and Al Horford. <laughs> Three Boston Celtics were in the – finished in the top 10. In defensive player of the year voting, three guys on Boston, and they didn't even think to put Jason Tatum even in the top ten, and they wanted to give it to t- two other Celtics other than Marcus Smart. It's a great defense. I'm not denying <laughs> it, but he has <laughs> shut down Kevin Durant. He shut him down. Yeah, he. I I said KD's. I still think KD is the greatest offensive player of all time. Like just in terms of what he can do, not what he's accomplished. But like this really is like like his career is at a crossroads. Him being KD, because you wanted this Brooklyn thing, and yeah. I don't count the Warriors championships as a KD championship. Neither do I. Yeah, he won the MVP. I don't care. He went to a team that's already built. Does not count yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. So everything before Golden State, I count, and everything after Golden State, I count. Yeah, but like too. this is where you make your mark. Like KD. Who all who had this commercial and 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 articles came out uh, about how he's tired of finishing second, number two in the draft. Uh, you know, people saw him as number two behind LeBron for a long time. Um, he finished. You know, obviously was a runner up in the finals. Now, like, you need to separate yourself. I still think he's one of the greatest of all time. Like as an NBA player, um, I think a lot of people have him top fifteen. And for me, it's the attributes. I think he's amazing, but um, to like really carve yourself out, like on that as a, as as a, I don't want to say as a legend. I think he's going to be a legend regardless. But your career, man, like people need to remember you for more than just being second fiddle. And now, if you get swept by Boston, that is 
I think honestly, next year we'll get one of two Kevin Durants, either a Kevin Durant who's like super like subdued and never the same, or KD who just has this like revenge FU season and is just oblivious to the league. But I don't think there's a middle ground. Kevin Durant's biggest issue is that he cares about playing basketball and just playing pure basketball more than anything else. More than winning, more than being competitive. He doesn't have that killer mindset. He just wants to hoop and have more the most fun doing it. Jordan wanted to rip your heart out. Even Russ wanted to rip your heart out. Westbrook, like he was the leader. He was the alpha on those teams. That's why Kevin Durant wanted to get her there. And it's why I Kevin Durant might be the most talented basketball player ever. He might be. Like he can do everything. He was a great defender for a while, an elite scorer, but I have a bunch of guys over him that didn't have that talent. Like Dirk won a title by himself, basically. Kevin Durant's never done that. Like he just he doesn't have that playoff run that I remember. And in the NBA, you are remembered by championships and you have not earned one by yourself yet. You left Oklahoma to go to a championship team already, to one of the best teams ever, because you couldn't do it by yourself. You wanted the pure basketball like time. And I just don't respect that as much. I really don't. I'm so disappointed, man. Like I I, I, t- I tout this man. Like Kobe Bryant's my favorite uh, basketball player of all time. And I think KD even is like potential and from what we've seen with attributes a better and offensive player but he's not Kobe sorry to cut in there is like 12 seconds left in the Brooklyn game Kevin Durant just missed a free throw that would have put them within three the Boston got the rebound the game is basically over Horford just scored it's 113-109 now the game is likely over so Brooklyn is going to get swept so that's what they did this season, right? So it's over. That is, yeah. I mean, them losing to Boston wouldn't be as bad if it was in seven or whatever it is. But to get swept, like Nash's job is on the line. Ben Simmons is probably gone. Uh, I don't know, man. Kyrie here, hasn't resigned. Did you hear what Kyrie said about this whole situation? No. Is it going to piss said, me off? Yes. He said they didn't have the luxury of playing together all season like some other teams did. It's like really, that is, Kyrie. That is true. That that, that is. True. I, I know it shouldn't be coming from Kyrie because he chose to not get vaccinated, and like he added to that. But with Katie getting hurt and Harden, Harden, Katie and Harden at least didn't play together that much. I get what you're saying. Kyrie was. Kyrie he can't say that. He can't make that decision. He can't say, "Oh, we didn't have the luxury because you could have had that luxury. You chose not to. That was your decision." Yeah. And I agree with you. It shouldn't be coming from Kyrie. But Katie can say that. Harden, who's no longer there anymore, could say that. You know, those guys can say that. Um, Aldridge, those guys. He has I'm a point, that. but it shouldn't be coming. It shouldn't be coming from Kyrie because Kyrie is the one who could have played. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Just, it's ridiculous. Okay. Let's talk about Joel Embiid for a minute, too. Uh, he tore his ligament on his shooting hand thumb. Uh, he apparently is not going to have surgery until the playoffs are over, although he probably needs it. He played the last game. He did not look the same. It's a pretty serious injury. I had Brooke, I had Philadelphia making the finals. I no longer have that. I think this really hurts Philly. I'm, I think it's really bad for them. What do you think this means for Embiid and Philadelphia going forward? Well, for anyone who's saying he's not tough, I mean, that's a pretty tough injury to go through. Like, I know, like, 
he definitely had some dirty plays and made some comments that, you know, a lot of Raptor fans and maybe even basketball fans in general would, would, you know, not like too much. But I know he lives at the free throw line. He takes a lot of threes. So, he, no, he's not the toughest guy inside. But he gets hacked a lot, and he's playing through this injury. Um, I think, yeah, I think it can bite Philly if because uh, this is an injury that requires surgery, like you said. So it's not really one that you can rest and improve. Um, but Toronto's also fighting back too. So maybe this goes to a game six potentially. Um, but I think Embiid is good enough that he can get to the um, conference finals, but they will be playing Miami, um, if anything. So that's going to be tough. I, I, I can't see them beating Miami uh, at all. If he was 100%, I think he could have done it. But with an, uh, an Embiid like this, I think it's over for him. And I respect his toughness. I respect that he's going out to try it to play. I think part of that is a shot at Ben Simmons, by the way. Being like, I have something torn at Philadelphia. I'm willing to have my hand ripped off to help you guys to bring you a title. It might not work, but I'm willing to try out here. I don't care. And this guy that we shipped out isn't willing to at all. I think Philadelphia will love Embiid. No one will blame him if he loses right now because of the injury. And... I think Embiid knows the history of big men not having long careers. So he really wanted to win a title and an MVP this season because he's not sure how many more he has left. That's probably That's a genuine concern for him. But I'm rooting for him. I hope, I hope they get it done. But I think they, they're not going to anymore. One, one thing I didn't like that Embiid did was kind of beg for votes for MVP. I thought that was pretty tacky. Um, but I love Embiid. Like I watched him for a long time. Love how he's grown. Um, yeah, he's played dirty this series. I didn't like that too much. Um, really dirty. Some yeah. really dirty plays on Scotty. I yeah. thought he injured him kind of, almost on purpose. Yep. He smacked Ken Birch in the face on purpose. And Scotty in the face off. Yeah, he hit them both. And he got the technical for hitting for Kem because he hit Scotty first and they didn't call yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. And they're really dirty. I think it's because he knows that this is his year that he has to do it. Yeah. Harden has looked horrible. Um not as bad as KD, but not the Harden that you know that we'd expect, at least not yeah. from Houston. Um, but I still think like I, I chose the Raptors in six, and I thought that was a stretch. I really thought they were going to do it in seven. And if they had Scotty Barnes, this series would have been tied up. I'm really confident in that. That game three, the Raptors would have won that. I think if they had Scotty Barnes, um, it's just unfortunate that Embiid took him out uh, for my pick. <laughs> yeah. For your think, pick only. You're yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> No, I like Scotty. I'm, I'm a real Scotty fan, man. You can't help but like that guy. Like, I know you say, like, Giannis uh, might be the most likable. I think in a few years it might be Scotty. Like, it's very likable. For sure. Very genuine. He's great. Great guy. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, let's get out of, here, out of here really quick. There's two series tied up at 2 2 Phoenix, New Orleans, Dallas, Utah, Minnesota, Memphis. Who's going to win all those series? Who wins Phoenix, New Orleans? Phoenix wins in a close, maybe game seven um, series. New Orleans wins because they have the best player in the series now. Who, Dallas, Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram, best player in the He's series right now. Laker, great. <laughs> Dallas and Utah. Dallas, they were up 2-1 without Luka. Luka comes back and they lose the game because of Dwight Powell missing two free throws. Rudy Gobert got the winning alley-oop. Who wins that series? I'm going Utah in seven. 
Dallas in six. Is Dallas better with Jalen Brunson over Luka? <laughs> no. I think Utah's just bad, man. Quinn Snyder to the Lakers. Let's do it. Minnesota versus Memphis. They're tied 2-2. Minnesota should be up 3-1. Who wins that series? <laughs> I I disagree with that. They were up big. You got to hold on to that lead. I think it's rightfully 2-2. Who wins the series? Uh, Memphis in six, I think. I agree. I don't, trust Col- I don't trust Towns at all. I agree with you. It's going to be Memphis. Yeah. Although, if Anthony Edwards is the best player in basketball in two years, would you be shocked? The best scorer in basketball. Would you be shocked? I have to think about that. It's not crazy, but I have it's to think not, about it. It's not crazy, right? It's kind of like, this could happen. I love this guy, man. He's so much fun to watch. Oh, I love him. Huge heat check guy. Um, I have to think about that one. Okay, everybody. Please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. Please get Bezos off my back. He's begging me. Coop, have people sign up for Prime. Please, Coop. Please, please, please. So do me a solid. <laughs> And uh, Elon Musk, as everyone knows by now, bought Twitter for $44 million. So, 44 billion. 44 billion, sorry. $44 billion. Uh, so that's great for competition. You um, know what's excellent? Like, Twitter's already garbage. How is he going to make it worse? I can't wait, man. It's going to be awful. I love it. I'm here for it. I, I like Twitter, I, I, but I agree. I don't think he's going to make it better. Twitter? is the worst place for the worst people in society to say the worst things they possibly can. But then Troll, trolls run Twitter. It's the worst. Yeah. You kind of have to block out some of that commentary um, because it, it, yeah, if you go down too deep, you might never come back. I've been down those rabbit holes web. It's dangerous, dangerous place. <laughs> exactly. I believe that I was going to make a joke and now I'm not going to thank you everybody for listening. Have a great night. We out.